I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Angie Martinez in Real Life Podcast. This episode and conversation is powered by Duce. Corey LeRae said I was a baddie, guys. Just, I want everybody to treat me as, as such, okay? Yes. <laughs> One yes. time for Corey LeRae! Hi, boo! I'm I'm so happy to be here. Like, you don't understand. Are you really? I'm so happy. Do you like interviews normally or not really? I don't do interviews. Why? Um... Uh, because it, over time it got like a little bit weird, I would say. Mm. I don't know. I don't like how like the headlines turn into like, uh, you know, it's always some headlines. So. You know, I, I almost feel bad for artists sometimes because it's like you could be sp- spilling your heart about your most vulnerable thing. And the way the system is set up, it's like, what's the headline? Right. What's, what's going to get the clicks? But it's the engagement. And it makes it really hard for people to... Um, connect with a connect or just yeah share yourself share your stories it's scary so that's why i'm always super grateful when people show up and show up i mean listen your show is amazing you are an amazing woman like soon as i walked in and i saw you i'm so starstruck i still shut up i'm I'm telling you get out of here and just like i told you before on instagram and everything like she is beautiful but listen in person she did say i was a baddie guys oh my god i'm just playing as are you by the way thank you so much but i knew that already especially lately you've been in this little fashion pocket of yours yeah yeah body i love the fashion so good though. Thank you. Okay, so let's get to your story. So you're a young girl, grew up in Jersey, right? Mostly Jersey? Yeah, I was born in Boston, Mm -hmm. Roxbury, Massachusetts to be specific. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I was raised in Jersey. Raised in Jersey. Obviously with my father, you know. um, I'm sure not everybody watching would know the history of your father or who he is or what he did. Yeah, I, I, shit, I don't even know the history of my father. Yeah, welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, respectfully, yeah, my, my father is Benzino and just, um, it was at one point as a kid, I remember, what, what, how old do you remember so much? Probably up to like Shit, I have memories from probably like four or five. Four or five, yeah. yeah. So same, like four or five. That's before five, I left Boston at that point. Mm-hmm. Moved to Jersey. I guess that's when my dad had the source. So my father was always on the road. Like he was a busy, busy man. Just like, But, the, but you were together in the same house? You, like yeah, my mom, mom and dad were together. Oh, God. My mom and dad were together for like almost 10 years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Word. Um, my dad took my mom and my two brothers in, and then they had me and then Taj. And then they separated at like the age of nine. But my mom and dad were together since they was like teenagers, I would mm-hmm. say. But yeah, so we just lived in this big house with me and my brothers. My mom was kind of just enjoying life, enjoying the money. She never had to work. And my father was out just working, mm-hmm. doing the music. He stuff. was doing music. He was owner of the source, right? Yeah. Just for people who might not know. Um, and doing well, right? Like, yeah. Financially? Well. I mean, for the most part, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he was, he had the magazine mm-hmm. and. I was so young, so there's so much like I don't know, right. but I do remember like a big house. I remember the big house. I remember the mics. 
um, there were like awards for the, from the source. Right. I remember like he had these, it was a silver one and a gold one. Right. Like I remember the mics, but um, you know, me and my father never really had a relationship for real where he could sit down and kind of just tell me what was really going on. So I didn't really know what was going on, but you know, my mom and dad relationship wasn't the best. Mm. They There was a lot of arguing mm. all the time. I never saw my mother and father like kiss. You feel me? Aww. Like ever. I probably walked in on them like having sex one time. <laughs> but like I've never seen them actually. That's like too have... much. One time is yeah. too much. <laughs> yeah, it was child. one time and too much. But like <laughs> I, um, you know, I never really seen them have like this. They weren't like intimate and loving. Intimate. No, yeah, no. Love Maybe that. over time as I got older, it just started growing apart. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember it was just a lot of tension between them. My father was, uh, it was an angry person. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I can understand as me being in the industry now mm. why it could make you angry. Back then, growing up, I didn't understand. I was a little mad and angry, um, but now I can understand. But yeah, so you know, they parted ways. My mom took me, my brothers went to Jersey. Um, my brother was playing basketball, but he wanted to go to school with black kids like he told my mom straight like you know we was in a white neighborhood and he was like you know I I need to be in the Mm. and be around some kids like me ma like this ain't he don't want to be a token nah like we this we in adjusted he he definitely wasn't adjusted because my father my brother's from um, Boston so you moved into a white neighborhood yeah we Uh. moved to Upper Saddle River we was right around the corner from Ja Rule yeah, they they damn near took care of me too because oh. I was always at their oh, house. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Hell yeah, they they did everything. That's a good family. Hell yeah, That's great a family. fun family. Brittany, my best friend, Jeff, Jordan, um, we damn near lived there. Mm. So yeah, so they. Separated. So what was the? So when you how old were you when they separated? Uh, nine. Nine. Yeah. Oh, so you really never saw? Nah, I didn't see that. Like yeah. I saw like a diamond chains. I remember my father smelling mad good. I remember my mother having like three uh, bracelets. One was rose gold, silver, and gold, mm. like bangles, but they was diamonds. I remember shit like that. Mm-hmm. I remember my father always, like I said, smelling good. He smelled like Sean John Cologne and Listerine. <laughs> And yeah, he'll walk by you and you'll get a whiff of that. And then also, too, my father was one of those people. Like, he'll come home and just make you. He wasn't home all day, but like, he'll come home and be like, yo, clean this fucking house. Like, mm. I don't care. Like, get, he'll wake you up at 3 a.m. in the middle of your sleep. Like, get to cleaning and or whatever. So it was things that I, I definitely respect that I learned from my father and my mom. But I didn't know the source and just that life. I didn't get to really experience it. My brothers did. Mm. Monty and Kwame did and Ray Ray did. Mm-hmm. But not me and Taj. Taj got, Taj was born when it was gone completely. Mm. You know, when it was gone, my mom separated. She took us to Hackensack. My dad went to Miami. Yeah. I don't know why. It was just like why he chose Miami. I don't know. It was random. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we went to Jersey and started a new life at that point. And you're nine, nine-ish, ten? Yeah, nine, ten. Mm. That's tough. Yeah. Because you're like, where's the, like, you know, at that age, you're trying to figure out, like, what a family looks like. What are your parents? You're trying to just figure out life still. You're not, you might have been smart, but you're still nine or ten. You're yeah. still kind of like trying to take in the world and... Um, so then Hackensack was good? Yeah, Hackensack was cool. I mean, when we moved, the, 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 like, the money just disappeared, you know? My mom ain't never worked a job, so I felt like it was hard for her to adjust, mm. you know, after her having that lifestyle for so long. How does that affect you when, he, when daddy leaves and you're nine? Um, In retrospect, like now as an adult woman. Yeah, I mean, well... As a kid, it was like me and my father really didn't have that relationship because he was so busy. So mm. them separating, I feel like, didn't really affect me. Really? Nah, for real. I, I mean, of course, because, again, I never saw them kiss and hug and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's not like, and there was nobody ever married in my family. And besides Ja and Aisha, those are the only ones. That's um, who you had. That was like, because we all have... We all pick, If we don't have it in our house, we, find, we try yeah. to see it somewhere yeah. else. And he... That's that's like the proud family, like the best family ever. Like he loved his wife, the you know grandmas there. Everybody was just so. It was just a family. Everybody ate at the table. But when you see that outside, doesn't sometimes it make you feel like damn? Why I don't have this out? Yeah, one thousand percent. Yeah, I I would question like why are things the way it is, but. 
because everything like was just moving the way it was, I mm -hmm. guess I just went with the flow. I don't know. And then also too, I, I was on, I was team mom all day. Right. <laughs> I felt like, you know, whatever my mom felt, mm -hmm. you know, I felt. And it, and, and that's like a thing, you know? Like, totally a thing. <laughs> in a good way and a bad way. In Sometimes the guys will say it's way. not fair. Yeah. Sometimes, you know what I mean? Because 1000%. But, you know, so when we separated, I guess my mom didn't really, ha she didn't have a lot. She started working at the bar. That was like her first instinct. My brother, it was every man's for themselves. That's what I call it. Uh -huh. When they left, it's every man for themselves. And I got to look after Tosh, the baby. So, you know, my mom's working at the bar. She got a job. She started actually started doing bartending and like she had her associate's degree and stuff, but I don't know. She never really did nothing with it, but mm -hmm. she was a great bartender, <laughs> went to bartending school and yeah, was there from like 3 p.m. to like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning every day at the bar. And, and then and the kids were in the house doing whatever they yeah, wanted. Kwame was outside, you know, he ended up, he, yeah, he was outside. Monty ended up being outside. I end up being outside. It was just, you know, you hit the streets. But what's outside? Out. What's going on outside? Like what are you, you yeah. So, so me, I was, um, I had sex at a very young age. I Whoa. lost my virginity very young. Um, but was it like safe and consensual? And yeah, it was very safe, very consensual. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I was, um, you know, smoking weed, partying all the time, You're looking for love, drinking. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even say looking for love. I just was, I was always outgoing and like, ah, like I wanna turn up. You know, I got like ADD since a kid. Like I feel like, like I just wanna move. Um, you were trying to grow up fast. Yeah, I was trying to grow up fast for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. If I could have moved out probably by the age of 13, had my own job and lived on my own, I probably would have. But didn't you do that early too? Yeah, 16. 16 is nuts. Yeah. Yeah, 16. How does that happen? How are you on your own at 16? We had to figure it out. I mean, Things started getting worse and worse over time. Uh, my father would start, like, he would be sending money through Western Union. So when they separated, right, my father went to Miami. My, we're here. We would still go to Miami, me and Taj only, to see my dad for, like, vacations, uh -huh. so school vacations. So that's why I used to call myself Hannah Montana because it was, like, the best of both worlds. So you'll go with my mom. It's like, damn, we, we fucking struggling. But you go with my dad, he's still kind of maintaining a little bit. Yeah. I remember him getting into Hip Hop Weekly and, you know, Dave Mays, my godfather, him and his partner at the time, they was just, they were they were very, like, my father was always a hustler. And that's why I feel like also I get that, that hustler mentality from him because he was always a go-getter no matter what. Mm -hmm. But, I, you know, I guess some things just don't work out. Mm -hmm. And... um also, I realized being in this industry, a lot of stuff is based off relationships. And looking back at it, you know, we had this conversation before. I remember talking about it. He can even admit it. You know, he was angry at one point. I feel like that burnt a lot of bridges in his time. And, um, you know. What was he angry about? I can't tell you. I wish he would tell me, you know. I'm, I wish, I feel like now. He might now older, if yeah. he hears you talking about it. Now, when, yeah. you know, it's been like two years since we haven't spoke. We just spoke after like two years. Wow. Yeah, because like I love my father, but it's, it's a lot of things I don't agree with. Mm -hmm. And you know, at the end of the day, like as a person, you have to fix things first within yourself before you try to fix things outside mm -hmm. anywhere else. And I'm also that person, you know, I have to heal first and get myself together and then I can come and sit down and be able to be, you know, but at the end of the day, I love him. He's still my father at the of end of the day. What is the thing that separated you? Like, what, what was the thing that hurt you or that made you? Because um, I didn't have no answers. Like, why? I'm like, why is all this happening? And I'm like, why are we not? In, why, is anybody saving up for us to go to college? Like, anybody going to get us a car? Anybody going to, you know, I guess this is being spoiled. But I'm just, you know, ain't nobody even teaching us. Like, this is like me asking, like, what's next? Mm -hmm. No, like, are you going to sit down and tell us what's next? It don't even have to be financially. Just sit down. Like, what what do we do for you? You want, like, parenting? Yeah, I want guidance. guidance. Like, but I had to learn my, on my own, you know? I had to run the streets and learn on my own. I learned a lot through my friends. I had a lot of older friends. So mm -hmm. I learned through them and their experiences and their families and their households. But, um, you know, and I had a lot of resentment because I didn't understand on how, like, and my mom played a big part in it, too because I would say she would be in the middle, us being kids, her being the parent, mm -hmm. you know, 
you be in the middle. Feel me? The money got to go through her. Sometimes, you feel me? The decisions got to still go through her. She might not be feeling the right. I don't know. You know, yeah. you know how they it had goes. their own. It's, they own their own issues. They had their own issues. And it definitely came on to us because I, I know my mother like this is growing up. I hated this. My mother used to be like, yo, you act like your father. And my father used to be like, you act just like your mother. And I feel like they hated each other so much. So I'm Aww. like, yo, why do you keep comparing me to someone that you like? Don't like. Don't like so yeah. bad. Like, what the hell? And I was ooh, I was so confused. So it made me like say, fuck it. Like, I'm going to just do what I want. What do y'all don't care? You know, all y'all care is about whatever y'all going through. And clearly, um, but my mother was my biggest supporter always. Like mm. since a J, I could tell her anything. You feel me? Whether when I had sex for the first time you or told whatever. Her when you were yeah, 14? hell yeah, I told her. Well, I told how- my mom everything because she needed to know. How like, does that happen? How does that go? Like, do you be like, Ma, I got something to tell you? Or you just blurt it out? Or Yeah, I got something to tell you. Like, yo, I want to talk to you about something. Like, I'm just something on my mind. Like, I got to say it. I'm so, I'm like always been, my family's so funny. So I'll probably be like, yo, I got to talk to you. And like, I'll be nervous. I'll start pinning. And then she sees it. And then she just be like, she always made it a safe place. Mm. She always made it a safe place. No matter what I wanted to talk to her well, about. that's good parenting. Yeah. yeah. She she made me feel good about whatever. And then also, too, that's what allowed her to trust me. Mm. You know, I was outside on my own. But most kids at 13, 14 don't have that. They like, they want to hide, protect, uh, hide anything that they think might disappoint their parents or not tell them like what would make you tell your mother that i mean again you know we had a really good relationship i felt like because she couldn't give us you know things financially she was just really to be there be there for you as a parent as mm-hmm. a best friend you know mm-hmm. as that older sister for me you know i'm the only girl i was raised by all these boys so our connection was just deep you know and still to this day it is my mother still. will go to war for me and i'll go to war for her and um you know, she's not perfect. We're all not perfect. My father's not perfect, but she is someone who still to this day, we're locked in. I'll tell her whatever. You tell her everything? Yeah. That's beautiful to have that. You know, we went through really rough times. Like, we hit rock bottom to the point where, like, I remember coming home from school and it's an eviction notice on our door. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, it was real Did bad. You put the lock on it? The, you didn't Man, get the lock? the lock wasn't there. Oh, it was the notice the on notice when you gotta leave enough. by. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, we didn't have we. It was hard to eat. My mom was giving, picking up nickels and dimes, mm-hmm. and then you know I would see my father like online or whatever. You know he was even when the love and hip hop and all kinds of shit was going. But at the same time, I'm like this. I'm like, yo, why? How you get to live this life and we over here struggling? But I'm looking at my mom like. Why are you not going to college or something or trying to, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just mad at the world. Like, what the hell is going on? So I'm, I have, I realized I really had to separate myself. You know, we done slept in cars, hotel rooms, one bed, one hotel room with all of us in it. I done sold drugs. I done worked at Dunkin' Donuts, fucking registers, A&P supermarket, Palermo's bakery. Like, I done done it all Mm. to the point where it's like, you know, I felt like I wasn't growing in my household. There was no, there was no growth there. You know, everybody's kind of still figuring it out, you know. Mm-hmm. It's every man for himself and with no guidance and with not having that role model to kind of show you, like, morals and how to really live in the world world, teach you about taxes and credit scores. And, you know, like, if I didn't leave, I would have never found out because me, I'm grateful for, you know, and I don't fault my father or my mom now. As I get older, I understand But I don't know. I always wanted more. Like, I just couldn't, I just didn't, there was no way I could sit in my living room and not know, like, what was next. That gave me so much anxiety. I'm like, yo, I don't know what I'm going to do in the next two years, three years. Where do we go from here? How do we, like, what's next? When did that kick in, that that voice? Um, After we done got evicted and went through our whole situation, it's like reality's kicking in, like, nigga. It's life or death. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to have to separate from the pack a little bit to go to survive. Like, I don't know. I've always been like that. And in school, I I was never into, like, I was very smart, but I did not like school. So um, I asked my mother, like, yo, just sign me up. I have to work. So I found a job in sales. It was very good at one point. I'm like, you know. What are you selling? uh, Google listings. 
What does that mean? Like, like when you are searching for a business on Google and that and that listing comes up with the yeah. address, name, hours, operation. So, like, we're cold calling business owners. Like, yo, like, do you have? Do you Google? know your Google listings outdated? Not, not do you have? No, we know you have one. That's the sale. <laughs> you know you got one. And you want to know how we know you got one? Hop online right now and type in your business. They like wait. Our store doesn't close at six. I'm like, yeah, so, you know, $700, $799, I'll go ahead and update your whole Google listing. And you get Yahoo, Bing, <laughs> Chambers of Commerce, you Better so Business Borough. Oh my God. You so good at what? this. I, I really was could tell. knocking them dead oh. in that shit. And um, the fact that you still remember the verbiage is crazy. Yeah, I'm a beast. <laughs> I learned so much in sales. Like, that was like, I'm an open book and I'm very tech savvy. Mm -hmm. I was always smart. Hated school, but I love learning. And you're how old when you're selling these Google things? 17, 16. Oh my God. Oh yeah. They don't even know who's buying the phone. I'm like, hi, I'm Coy Collins. How many? Am I speaking to John, the business owner? <laughs> He's like, who's calling? <laughs> I'm like, hey, John, are you the owner of XYZ business? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. It says that your hours of operations haven't been updated. Are you. Do you know your hours of operations? Do you have any? Are you, do you know? He's like, yeah, we're open from 12 to 3. What do you mean? I'm like, well, hop on Google right now. I'm like, 90% of the users in the world are using iPhones and Apple. Like, how do you, they're, they're trying to get to your business. Yo, I was knocking them crazy. I was making at least like at 16, 1300 every Friday. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. So that's what made me sign out of How'd they hire you so young? It was under the table um, and it was like this little office. I don't even think they exist anymore. And, um, that's crazy. Yeah, they believed in me. Shit, I did my interview and got was hired. Nice at it. That's yeah, why. Hell yeah. That's crazy. I used to do in the in radio the same thing. My first job in radio, I was sixteen, same age as you. We have like similar things happening. Right. And I used to have to call people. It's called like radio research. And I used to have to call and be like, "Hi," and I have to like list so play songs for them on the thing, and then everybody would hang up on you. People are nasty too. Yeah. When you call, it takes a Ooh. hell of a person. Oh my god. To get somebody to not hang up on you <laughs> that you don't. I hang up on somebody if I don't know you and me you call too. my house. So you probably had tricks. I got him every probably, time. You got him every time. Well, I wasn't that good. I got him every time. I I'd probably like, wouldn't miss it. But see, also too, you can. You was able. You had leverage, so you can start. You had from one ninety nine. You had ninety nine, one ninety nine, two ninety nine, all the way to, you know, nine ninety nine, eight ninety nine. The most I sold was eight ninety nines. But if I couldn't get them at seven ninety nine, I was getting them at one ninety nine. So I always walked away with, with something. something. Always and. Yeah, you're a savage. Yeah, I was a savage. I was a beast. <laughs> um, but the hours were from nine to five. It was a regular nine to five. Yeah. I couldn't go to school and do it. Okay. But I was making like so much money at that point, and I couldn't do those last three hours. Like I was making that. I, there was no way. I'm like, yo, I gotta go to the full time. Mm. So I told my mom, I'm like, yo, I need you to sign me out of high school. Like, please. And she did it with no, I said, I got to make some money around here. Like, who's going to pay the bills? We got eviction notices. We hungry. What are your brothers doing? And they in the streets. Oh. It's every man for themselves. My, oh. my brother has two daughters, my nieces. So, you know, he was doing what he had to do for them. My brother, you know, he also did some time in, mm -hmm. in, in jail or whatever. You know, we was all figuring it out. After I'm telling you, after that, it was like, what's next? You know, we really depended on, I feel like, my father to fill in that void of just giving us that guidance. Everybody, even my, my brothers, even though those not his sons, it's just having that person to kind of just teach you about life before you actually enter it on your own. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories 
cuddles and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second grade teacher, and written by my husband Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How's everybody must be so proud of you now. Yeah. How does the so how is everybody? How has the family shifted, or how your relationships changed since like fame and you being this entity? It's like good it's, and bad. Yeah, it's good and bad. You know, mm. more money, more problems. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, you know, my family is very proud of me. Mm-hmm. My brothers, my my brother Monty is like one of my biggest supporters. My grandpa Tito. That's like my dog. Grandpa Tito Schnapps, if you know, you know. <laughs> Schnapps, that's my guy. And um Yeah, my cousin Goonie, like and my yeah, my mom, my brothers. I got a really good support system. They just supporting me. Also too, you know, I'm not gonna lie, my mom told me the other day it kind of made me feel a little weird. It was like she's it's like as I'm getting bigger, she's trying to adjust and it's giving her a little bit of PTSD now with my father. Uh, living that lifestyle or whatever. Uh-huh. So now she's just like, you know, she'll call me and be like, yo, cool. It'll be random as hell. She'll be like, hey, girl, what you doing? I'll be like, nothing. She'll be like, yeah, because I ain't going outside no more. Girl, you're going to catch me in the house? Uh-uh. I'm waking up. I'm getting ready for my Sunday church. These people out here, I don't know what they want. I'm just like, where is this coming from? But this is the energy she's getting from the universe. Like, she's out there and now she's feeling... You know, people are treating her different. People are acting funny towards her. People are saying certain things, and she notices a lot of different things. So I'm just like, you know. Mm. Um, but, you know, on the bright side, that's why I got to go hard and just try to just look at everything in a positive way, really mm-hmm. just put my foot on these necks and be the best I could be because I do have a family that's dependent on me. I don't want my mother to have to be out there and have to deal with anybody. You go take care of her. Yeah, like take care of her. And Do you take care of your family? Yeah, 1,000%. Wow. Hell yeah, we about to close out on the house now. Wow. <sighs> that must feel amazing. It feels so good. But wow. I'm not finished yet. There's wait, so much you, more. No, of course, you're just starting. Yeah. Wait, so did you buy your bought the house? It's like for your family? For my mom. For your mom? Yeah. For my family, my mom. So you go shopping to buy a house that has to feel... That has to be. It's so much. Like, so that was like something that I'm learning and that I was going through. It was such a headache. And you have to, you know, make sure once you buy a house for all the kids out there, young adults, um, when you purchase a home, make sure you really understand real estate and get you somebody that can guide you through that. Luckily, Adam, my business manager, he's amazing. Um, You want to be able to maintain this house as well. Yeah, yeah, not just buying the house. It's not just buying the house. You know, it's about maintaining it, you know, the pipes, you know, the lawn, you know, (laughs) making sure, you know, permits. (laughs) Have you had a house? Have you had a house? No. So the first house you bought, you bought for your mother. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had little apartments and stuff, but no, I, you know, this is it. This is it. Oh, she must be so proud. Yeah. But it's interesting what you said about it being bringing up uh, like PTSD. Because I always think like even that little girl in you who who was like 
wanting for something is mm -hmm. probably part of what drives you. It's probably part of what makes you so ambitious and driven is because you're trying to fill that hole of something maybe that you didn't have as a kid. Yeah. But also, it, our parents, even though we like to put them on a pedestal and we think they should have had it all figured out, we realize they're like humans and we're going through trauma and going through shit also at the same time. Right. And so she probably was going through some trauma that's coming up for her now. Well, like you said, that's interesting to me. Yeah. Like, what does she have like fear, fearful of you? I feel like she, um, she, you know, she's like, she doesn't want this life to, con I feel like it's fear. I do. I do. I feel like she doesn't want this life to cons really like consume you Yeah, consume. or make you angry. Yeah. Cause she's one of those like once it if it really affects you in a bad way walk away from it mm. and i'm like there's no way i'm walking away from this <laughs> like ever it will consume i'm like before. it will fucking consume me and i'm just gonna be <laughs> ah, i'm to like figure it out <laughs> but Does she like, blame that on her relationship not working is like this life and this business i just feel like she's dealt with so much with my father she yeah. always says she's seen so much how does your father deal with the success? Because that's got to be triggering for him in a lot of ways, too. Triggering or maybe he's just proud or maybe like, I don't know. You know, at first it was rocky because I felt like he couldn't handle the, my success. I felt like it, it did come from an envious place, which is OK because he's human mm -hmm. and it's fine. Um, but I felt like, you know, he want he still wants like, he's one of those people that feels like, yo, like, I still have a story to tell. Mm -hmm. You know, I still feel like something, I have to say something. Like, no. He's like, I have to say something. <laughs> say like, he's one of those people, like, let me at him. The same way you just said that no matter what happens in this business, yeah, you're not going to let it go. Right, but you same know, it is, thing. it is. You know, it's crazy because I have a song called Man's World on my album. It's literally, it is about my father. And um, I actually speak about how, you know, one of the lyrics is, hate to admit it, I'm just like you. Mm. And um, it's facts, you know, but I'm able to learn and I'm a better version mm -hmm. because, like I said, relationships go a long way. You know, and being a good person, like, uh, this is what I, this is how, like, I want, this is all I want. Like, I want to <laughs> be the biggest. So. What do you want? I, I want to be an icon. Mm. Like, how Little Kim's an icon and how, like, Alicia Keys is an icon or Lady Gaga or Madonna and, you know, Drake and jay-z beyonce rihanna like i want to be an icon mm -hmm. like angie martinez like, i want to be an you icon i want to be a career artist like a real yeah. like have a full yeah like i want this is iconic to me like i felt like this is needed to happen because this is iconic you know because of the work that you put in the knowledge that you have Thank and just who you are you and then you never change you always stay true to yourself Thank like you. i said i've watched i've i've and then also too we're both from the east coast so like you know, everybody, and I'm not even gonna lie, people in the industry, they there's not one bad thing ever said. The only thing is like, Angie, don't play that shit. Is that what they say? Yeah, like, <laughs> she just don't play, she just don't take no shit, but there's never nothing ever. Like, you know, people yeah. talk, mm -hmm. but that's the only thing. It's like, Angie don't play, like she's one of them. Like, you feel me, don't, you don't get on her. Don't <laughs> that's funny. Her. Yeah, don't fuck with her. Is that true? Facts. <laughs> she said facts. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That. You know what it is? I'm like, that's why I say we have a lot of stuff in common, too, because I was super driven like you. Came from my mom, single mom, same shit. I have a big family like you, but same thing. I was driven. So got this opportunity. I found a career. And it's just like when you're like what you're talking about, when you have this like vision for yourself with all the noise and all the distractions and all the shit that you could, like I said, it could go either way. Same circumstances, another girl could lay down and right. not, not get up. And right. you know, it's like, if you find something that's over there and you got that vision, at all times there's people trying to get you off track. And so it's, it's important that you, you stand in firm in who yeah. you are, what you want, what you see. So that's probably why I get that reputation is because I'm, um, I'm open, but I don't like but you're not gonna distract me from <laughs> like right. you're not gonna distract me. And then right. there's a lot of distracting in this yeah. business going yeah. on. A lot of people, you know, with a song and a dance and a this and a that, and it's just kind of like it's so crazy to say distraction because I tell my team like and everybody like the best thing you can do is limit your distractions. Everything is a mm -hmm. distraction to me. Everything is a distraction. You, you have, by the way, you have 
far more distractions than I had coming up. Yeah. I don't even know if I had social media on my come up, how I would have done, how I would have weathered those storms. Right. Because everything you do is open for discussion and debate and criticism at every single turn. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, they run my life. They my mama and dad. They done raised me, had, they done seen everything. Like you would have thought <laughs> freaking go to sleep with me every night. I'm like, what the fuck? How do you do that? So how are you managing that? Um, you know, I'm 26 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I get older, I feel like it's a, I'm turning to a woman and mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't have time. <laughs> For your petty little comments. Your petty, yeah, because honestly, you know, it was like a hate train, what, after no more parties during that time. It was like this big coy hate train. And I felt like also too, that kind of molded me and shaped me now. Cause it's like, ain't nothing that I could do. Talk to me about that moment though. What was happening and how was it affecting you? You know, it was just like nothing I could do just could be right. But it, but at the same time, everything was right. Everything looked so right and was so right, but no matter what, it just still wasn't enough and it wasn't right. Um, Wait, when did this happen? What's After no more parties, uh-huh. everything. Why do you think, why? I feel like I have no clue. I, I you still have to, to have this a day. You have I to really have don't. I've never, like, I swear I don't. I can't even tell you why. If you go online and say, yo, why did people not like Koi? Or whatever. Even my double XL freestyle. Mm-hmm. Like when I did my double XL freestyle, I got shitted on for that. And I was really being me. I didn't think there was nothing. Still to this day, I didn't think there was nothing wrong with it. But you know, people felt how they felt. Yeah. And they like, yo, you're the worst. So what does that do to you though? Um, I've always been confident. Like I always it been. Shake you? Nah, let me tell you, I so always when you been. The, when they when they're like, she's trash. Why is she here? Nah, What's happening inside of you? I always been true to myself and confident. But until I got famous and the internet became, I, that's when I like for once questioned who the fuck I was and what I was doing. Like, are you really good enough? Do you really sound good? Are you too skinny? Mm-hmm. Like. Is your teeth too big? You know, when I came in, I didn't have braces. I had an overbite. Then I got braces. Um, you know, do you look like a dyke? Do you look like a boy? Ooh, I can't say dyke. Sorry. <laughs> I have if that's all what my they friends were... are gay and it's gay pride. Sorry, this is what we say. But um, <laughs> that's yeah, what they but, said to you. Yeah, but that's what they tell me. They say, yo, you look like a stud. You look like a boy. You, you know, there's this like whole um, conspiracy theory on YouTube saying like, yo, Koi's a whole man. Like, Aww. yeah, I'm like, yo, what? Like, this pussy good, you fucking. <laughs> I, I don't yo, understand you that. You're stupid. Yeah. But what's happening inside? Are you f- folding? Are you like? Um, I went in a dark place, 1,000%, because I, I was more, I don't know, I was more mad at the fact that, like, I had no control of the situation. Like, I didn't know what to do. I can't talk. I can't say what I want. If I get on and say what I want, then it's going to be really worse, bad. Yeah. And it has made it worse when I did speak up and try to speak up for myself or say how I felt. Um, I don't know. I just felt like I, it was like me against the world, you know? And I was, yeah, it was just me against the world. But you didn't quit. Never. I wanted to. You did? I wanted to. I was like, yo, fuck this music thing. Like, this thing doesn't even... I'm like, yo, this music industry, they don't even care about the music. Nigga, I go... Yo... Let me tell you something. Like I put in so much work into this, like from my choreo, my choreo, to you know being in the studio twenty four seven, being the full creative director behind all my shit, sleepless nights. Like I've accomplished so many things from being I was favorite female artist two years ago. You know what I mean? People don't understand my career moves so fast. It's like they don't even get mm-hmm. to appreciate those moments. And I and do you? I mean, listen. Their energy was rubbing off on me. No, I wasn't able to mm-hmm. able to appreciate it either. I was too busy worried about what the hell am I doing wrong, and I was doing everything right. I'm over here getting nominated for favorite female. I was already top forty Billboard when play when No More Parties dropped, and then when Dirt copped on, we end up in, in Billboard. And it's like oh TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. It was just like fuck. Do you like the song or not? Is it hard or what? Are you feeling the pain or not? Like, what are you talking about? I just was so confused. <laughs> angry. And it made me so angry because I'm like, yo, I'm putting in work. Like, you know, this stuff comes from the heart. But um, I realized it wasn't me like it was them. They just didn't get it. Do you, you know? still have some of that going on? Do you still have to fight some of that? Nah. 
I feel like I'm I'm really like my own competition right now. I feel like I'm in my own lane. Mm-hmm. I feel like nobody's fucking with me respectfully. <laughs> I really do. And I and I and I, I love that for <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, I do. I feel like I'm so that's, you know. I, I'm gonna be if, if that's really true and that's your real insight. That's really admirable because yeah. it, you know. I'm a confident person, at least because I feel like my my intentions are good. So I be, when I believe in what I'm doing, I, I'm not trying to hear nobody. That's the main reason. But it don't mean always my skin is thick. Sometimes it'd be the one comment or the one thing and it still could take you down. It could take you down for half a day or an hour or a week, mm-hmm. sometimes depending on what it, where it's coming from or what the noise is of the time. And I always love my body. But it's like after a while when you hear like skinny, 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 they like, oh, you look like the dead roach. Fucking you just killed the bug. I'm like, ha ha. Like, y'all can't come better than that. Like, but after a while, I don't know. It was like, why? Again, it's not about the music. It's not about who I am. You know, maybe I have to do more things like this, you know, with people like you, iconic, <laughs> so they can actually put some respect on my name. And get and to know you a little bit. And get to know me a little bit, yeah, because yeah. it's like, you know, and it, and. Or not. Or not, right? you know, or you could feel how you feel, because like I said, I think I look good. I always thought. Where does that come from? How do you have that? There's so many women right now that are, especially in this day, with Instagram and filters and all that shit, everybody is, wants to be skinnier, smaller waist, bigger ass. Like, everybody is looking at these images all day, young girls included. And it's really hard to feel good about, even when you came in, I was like, oh, I ate this week and I felt swollen. I, even my, you know, we all, every, most women that I know at some point have some insecurity, so, insecurity about how they look, their body, whatever. Um, but you don't seem to have that. Mm-mm. My mom. What is that? How do you have that? My mom would be the one to, like, Aisha, Aisha and all them, mm-hmm. Brittany's mom, Aisha and all them, Niambi, Antoinette, all of them would go out. They got, they fly, like heels, boots. And my mom would still have on like her Adidas, her jeans. And I'm like, yo, why are you not dressing? <laughs> like, you're looking different. Like, you look like the outcast. Like, you're not blending. <laughs> like, you don't want to put no boots on. You don't got no leather boots. Don't you? You got hella leather boots. Why are you not wearing them? And she like, she, my mother would shut me down. Girl, where would I want to wear? Girl, please. I look good. I'm to think about it. I'll go and take somebody. Baby. Like she would just shit <laughs> on me and I'll be like, oh, OK, well, period. And if you're going to wear your Adidas and shorty, rock them, do whatever you got to do. She wore her sweatsuit. She never was the type to do too much. My mom never wore makeup. Mm-hmm. She never wore weave. But she felt fly. She felt like, yeah. Her confidence of a fucking... She was the best. She was the best. She, she was the best. No one she could tell her. She was the baddie. Yeah. So I feel like I got that from her, for sure. <laughs> and it's never rocked. Like, it's never... You don't ever... Mm-mm. I mean, of course, I think about, like, damn, if I, mean, I want my butt to be a little bigger. But I don't be like, y'all, you know, I think about, oh, you know, maybe when I get pregnant, you know, I'm 26. When I get older, I'll gain a little bit of weight. I'll be able to... You know, get a little thicker, probably gain a little weight, get a little meat, hit the gym, shape it up how I want. That's how I think. Yeah. But if it don't come, it don't come. I'm not. Yeah. You know, I'm. It's a, you're any, in, you're, every girl want a fat butt. Like if you don't want no big booty, uh, does every girl want? A fat I think butt? every girl wants to shake their ass yes? and shake. No. And if anything, <laughs> if anything, if you don't want a fat butt, you want a like jiggly one. <laughs> like I, I think everybody know. wants to be able to like just jiggle they shit. You have a little butt. And That's you right. It, and you still do it. It's big as hell. My ass is fat. What do you is mean? your ass fat? Fat as hell. Yeah, that's what I mean by fat. Like, everybody wants a fat butt, like mine. (laughs) (laughs) Big as hell. I love it. Little big booty. You and your fat ass. (laughs) (laughs) I can't take you. I love that. I think we can all take a page from that book to feel good in in what... Because you... you, There's probably girls that didn't feel good about being, you know, smaller framed that now can talk that shit and feel fly. And some girls who are thicker would die to be small. It's just that the internet just gives everybody an opinion and everybody a chance to say the most negative, horrible things. I don't know what it is. I really don't. I don't know why bodies are just like a thing. It's like, I don't know if you notice, like we go through these little phases. It's like the last two years is about bodies. The next two years is going to be about something else. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know. Or has it always been a thing? No, it's always been a thing. Bodies has always been a thing. 
how yeah. especially women's bodies did always they ever compare so much like this from back like yes always what do you mean from women to women yeah of course even before we were around uh, this is an ongoing thing uh Whatever, you know, back in the day, probably like Marilyn Monroe was like her shape was she was too shapely at the time. And then she came and broke that. Then everybody wanted to look like her and have that little hourglass. I think, yes, just different versions at different times. So, but, yes. I feel like it's just because like our, do you think, I don't know, our, do you feel like people, where do you think it comes from? I think people like to objectify women. Mm -hmm. And it'd be like, you're this sexual thing walking around and so they can they should be able to look at your body talk about your body re review your body which we don't do that to men right 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 do you do that to other women or no no i don't i mean we might talk a little kiki in the car with my friends i ain't even gonna lie we can we, we might talk a little shit in the car but like not <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, I'm, I've, I've been going to church and I'm very in tune with God. And um, one thing my pastor did say was like, you know, she was like, you know, you need to, she was like, you need to get rid of them friends and that's gossiping. Stop gossiping. Like she's on there preaching. And I'm like, ooh. You took that? I looked at my, I'm like, we need to stop gossiping. <laughs> I'm like, now nah, we need to stop it. We need to not talk about nobody. Now, from now on, we everything that come out of our mouth is positive. If you want to say something bad about her, say something good about her. And now, like, I, and that's real shit, you know? No, it's a real it's thing. It's a real thing. You know why? Because sometimes I check myself, because I'm a little smart ass like, mm -hmm. like you too. Sometimes I'll be, I may want to make it, and I'll, and I'll, I'll literally write something. I think today it happened. I was writing something and I just deleted it. It's like, I don't want to put that energy. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, because it's energy. Yeah. You give that energy, that energy at some point in some way is going to come back to you. It comes back. It sure does. And so your past was probably right. You need to stop gossiping. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I need to stop talking shit. Talking shit. Uh, yeah, I do. But honestly, it's something that, you know, habits, it's it's a good habit. And it, and I feel like self-awareness is key. For sure. You know, so. Yes. You know, I'm aware of it and I'm down. And, and I'm, shout out Pastor G, by the way. Like, I'm grateful to have her. She's mm -hmm. amazing. She's there every Sunday. Type in Pastor G. She's actually Pretty V's mom. You know Pretty V? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. V, v, v is very heavy in, in 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 her spirituality. She's someone who's also a big part of my career. You wouldn't even know. I had like, no idea. She's one of those people that would text me. She checks on my mental health all the time. She's How? How so? What is it? Oh, Bible scriptures? She, she's in Bible scriptures. She'll, she'll call me. She's like, yo, I'm just checking on you. How you feeling today? How you, you know, hey, Sissy. She's like, I'm just sending you a message, sending you love. Make sure you feel good. She's like, you know, what's going on? You feel me? Make sure that you, you know, if we're in the area, make sure you try to come see me if you on this side. Like, she's always, no matter what. If, something, if she sees something, she's hitting me up right away. Like, yo, I'm here for you. She's really a great person. Wow. Yeah, and, I've and only known her. We've DM'd each other a few times. We talk, talking about having her come up here. Nah, too, bring her. Point. She's amazing. Yeah. She's amazing. That's dope. We need those people. You need people in your corner that show up for yeah, you in that way. That's dope. I, I didn't even know that about her. Did you know that? No idea. <laughs> who, know, who would know? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know much about her except that she's funny. Yeah. She's funny as fuck. She's so funny. If you're friends with her, you probably got jokes on the low too. Yeah, she be jokes. She's really funny. Yeah. She's really so funny. That's her personality. But nah, she's big in tune with God. So are you not sensitive about it though when people do talk? Just to go back one last thing about mm -hmm. that. Are you not sensitive? Because I felt like maybe you get sensitive when people talk about you and your body. Because I saw you say something like, why are you talk why does people, my body shouldn't come out of nobody's mouth? I know, I know that whole thing happened, but. Yeah, like nobody should be mentioning my, you know. But is it because you're sensitive about it or just because? Um, it's like, don't, it's like as, okay. So this is how I look at it. <laughs> not the. I'm like, look, as as black women in the industry, mm -hmm. the only way that the world is gonna go around in our world the way we want it to is if we come together, mm -hmm. dead ass. And if you're gonna be that person to speak about a body when we trying to stop, you know what I'm saying, and trying to just you know spread body positivity, and you see what me, Lizzo goes through, you see what I go through, like yo, like we're real people, and we trying to change that. So I don't make it right for you to keep, you know, making it a thing. Mm. That's how I feel about it. I, you could talk about my body, but it's like when it's coming from someone that nigga, a lot of little girls look up to, and you feel me, a lot of people highly respect someone that's like nigga. No, you have to make better decisions on on how you wanna 
-hmm. handle your career. That's how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but no, I feel like, you know, like I said, my pussy, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sexy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But it's an opportunity for you to say those things to, to like, um, I don't know, isn't there opportunity in the discussions about it to try to change that? 1,000%. You know I, I, mean? I was just talking about this. I feel like I am, I want the all the young women and women in general to look up to me and be able to you know, learn through me and my experience. I mm -hmm. feel like they don't have to go through it. I'll, I'll go through it for them. That's another reason why I could I could get through it. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like, I'll go through it for y'all. So y'all don't have to go through it. So for example, these is girls that's like, they keep talking shit about Koi. They calling her skinny. Damn, they putting her down. Damn, they just that in the third. But she don't care. So shit, I'm about to go out and put my little booty shorts on too. What's up? And and by the way, she looks amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think I you look, look good. Amazing. I think you look good too. <laughs> Thank you. I wish my I wish my waist was the same size oh, as yours. Oh please, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I feel like they, yeah, I'm I'm paving that way. Like I feel like the girls can, they don't have to go through what I'm going through. They can just live through the positive side mm -hmm. on it. And also, I I think I heard you say this too about fashion and about, I mean, when I saw you at Paris Fashion Week. You wearing the fuck out of those clothes. Yeah. <laughs> when, I'm a fashion You can't do that now. unless you're confident and you feel good about, you know what I mean? Like, and unless you're a sample size. <laughs> well, that's, there's that. Yeah, the runway is like, <laughs> I, I wear stuff right up the runway and it's like super small because it's yeah. samples. Yeah. And you're like, woohoo. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you finally yeah. feel, you're free. They're over here like, you're a bug. I'm over here with St. Laurent like, what? <laughs> squirming i don't care like i love it yeah good for you babe. as you should okay i have real life questions for you but well first of all let's let's go back to where you are now so i think i read or saw that you did a life coach you did you worked yeah. with a life coach did I that help you well miss sherry was that recent yeah oh, I thought that was, was no nah, that was within my career um yeah she came in and Yo, so I was like in a dark place. Why? Cause was this early career when it's like not going your way and all that, or this was like last year. Oh, this is recent. Yeah, cause I ain't know what I'm. I don't know. It was again. It was like the hate train, and I was just like confused on why, 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 and what the hell. And it what was distracting me from just being great mm -hmm. and being creative as well. Um, but so Miss Sherry, so I ended up like taking a little. Uh, I drove up to Lake Arrowhead. It's like an hour and 30 Never minutes from it. my house. It's in LA. Mm. And um, I stayed there with my two dogs by myself. I haven't been alone in mad long at this time. Like It's the best so thing you could do. Long. Oh my God. She came. She flew from Atlanta, came to LA to come see me and didn't even know I was up there. She ended up driving an hour, 30 minutes away and she came and sat down. She said, look, I ain't about to chase you around, child. Excuse me, but she said, <clears throat> but um, I'm only going to stay for an hour. I'm going to let you know something because this is your time and I like that you're here alone. So I'm just going to, I want to give that to you, but I want to let you know, like, you need to grow up. And I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> you just flew, you done flew across the plant, like, just to come tell me to grow up. But, um. It was the best advice I could ever got. Cause she was right. Like, grow up. You feel me? And what ever does that mean? To me, it was like, you're a big girl now. Try to figure out how to stop complaining all the time and start actually solving the, the problems on your own. You know, for example, if you feel like you're not happy, figure out on how you're gonna be happy. If you have kids one day and you're not happy, you're gonna have to get it together for them. You got a family to feed, you got a big career here. Get yourself together. Nobody's in charge of your happiness. You got to grow up. That's what I'm telling myself. So I, you know, that's exactly what I did. How? I, um, I said like, you know what? I'm about to like, what do, all, give me all the things I got to do to, like, I want to know all the right things. Like, for example, um, uh, you know, of course, starting to go into church, being very in tune with God, making sure I pray every day, like learning that you can't just pray when you want something, but praying when at every single time and um, really getting to my spirituality, realizing like 
separating myself from people that I don't feel like is helping me grow. And then I'm like, okay, I noticed, okay, I would wake up and I'm like hopping on social media right away. So instead of hopping on social media right away, I'm changing my routine up. I'm like, all right, pray first, open a book, read something positive. You feel me? Call your loved ones before you hop on social media, like do things like that. So, and then, um, you know, I got time when I got time in the day to think I want to keep myself busy. So like go through the house, find a room that you might want to just empty, you know, go through the clothes that you might want to get rid of. Um, you know, write, get a journal. I'm like writing shit down. I'm like, start a business, get, you know what I'm saying? Like keep positive yourself, stuff. yeah, positive stuff. And then going to the gym. That's like, I'm telling you, the gym, don't look at the gym like losing weight. I wish a lot of people start, stop, um, start marketing the gym on a mental health level. Cause it's probably one of the best things for you. Really? Nah, for real. So when I went to the gym, Cause I'm, you know, I'm very thin, skinny, whatever they call me. I wasn't going to try to shape up. I went to distract me, mm. and then I wanted to stop smoking in the morning time. I smoked weed all day, so I'm like, all right, I can't smoke before the gym. So let me get up and go to the gym first, so I don't have to smoke weed. Um, and when I went to the gym, I didn't smoke weed three more hours after that because my adrenaline is still there. Mm -hmm. I'm hungry. My appetite is amazing. I'm like on a call like yeah so hey guys i'm like hey team mm -hmm. it's just you know energy it's like you you let all that anger out in them weights you know i'm heavy lifting and you know talking shit to my trainer so i do advise to get a trainer though mm -hmm. it's hard to do it alone i can't see myself doing it without. I, I wish i could i've tried to do the gym thing i don't have that but i think it is i think what you're saying is too it's like you got to find something you got to find something that gets your energy off that Let's you lock into you. I just this is gonna sound crazy to you, but I started golfing like a year and a half That's ago. Fire! No, it's fucking fire. It's lit, huh? People, not when I tell you, I, I could I could talk. Brittany's like, oh god, she about to talk about golf for thirty minutes. But I will tell you, it is the only thing I do that I'm not multitasking. It's probably what you feel at the gym, right? So I'm there, I'm working, and then it's it's mental too. So I'm trying to figure out the little things, and then you click one and you're like oh shit I bodied that yeah and so it's constantly and then you're whack for so long so you have to calm you you have to calm yourself from the ups and the downs like you can't be golfing hit a bad swing and get mad because mm -hmm. then your next swing is going to be trash yeah. so you have to learn how to hit the bad swing and keep yourself even patience. so that you can hit the next one so for me it slows my up and downs down and it and like I said I'm not multitasking and it gives me something well, I'm, it's not work. And I'm outside in the grass. Like meditation. Walking. It, that's what I always say. I, say I always say it's meditation. meditation. It's meditation. Yeah. And I realize that might not be everybody's thing, but I realize, fuck, I, I, I didn't have a thing. No. So I, it, I, once you find a thing, you're like, oh, I need this thing. Yeah. It's probably the same thing for you with the gym. Yeah. It's a thing that everybody should look for. Like, it might not be the gym, might not be golf, might Fishing. not be... Whatever, meditation, yoga, whatever your thing is. Some people just like maybe a book, like you said, like to read in the morning. I don't know. I'm sure there's a whole list of slew of things. We got to start normalizing normal life. That too. That's what like people don't, people forget that. That like, too, like go for a walk. Yeah. Like, <laughs> go outside and walk outside. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, read a book. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> cook a meal. <laughs> Nobody cooks anymore. No, DoorDash all day or Uber Eats all day. It's terrible. I, I'm not even going to lie. I kind of stopped cooking for it. I, got, I started working so much. And even I was a point where I cooked and worked. But work could really consume you. Yeah. Like, it's, man, listen, you got to take care of yourself. And um, as recently as in the past two weeks, I'm at, I'm at the phase where now I'm understanding and trying to have more fun and realizing, like, not everything got to be work, 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 work. In real life, what do you want to do before it's all over? What I want to do before it's all over is uh, have my own, like, foundation, of course. And also, do I want to be a, a billionaire. Rihanna's the only, I feel like, black female artist on Forbes with billions. And I'm trying to get up there. You want to be there, too? Yeah, I want to be there, too. That'd be a nice place to Right be. next there. Do you have plans on how you're going to get there? Yeah, I have so many plans. I, I actually invented a baby hairbrush, so I'm working on my... Oh, Yeah, my, okay. my hair products and my hair lines about to be crazy. My coil array braids. I got my own braid in here. Um, 
you know, my You're building found, out your business. Yeah, yeah, I'm really Koi is a whole Koi Ray is a brand. Like I'm not just an artist. I'm like I'm a walking brand. I'm a cha-ching. Like <laughs> and my mind, I'm telling you, if I test my IQ, I might just be borderline genius. <laughs> yeah, it's how I feel. <laughs> Yo, your confidence level though is so good. And I don't, I'm trying to figure out this about you is if if this is like a self-taught thing or if it's just like a No, I'm dead ass though. Like I feel like I'm really a genius. Like I feel like if they take my <laughs> IQ, I'm really gonna have high score numbers. I swear to God. But don't you think it's that's the thing that's got you here? Yeah. Is that yeah. belief in yourself? Because at any point somebody could have said Nah, you can't because of this. Nah, you can't because of that. Like at any point, you swat all that away, and it's really that that thing that that whatever that thing that you. It's an identity. Like I I know my identity. I know myself. A lot of these these girls these days don't really have an identity, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's why I feel like that's what makes me different because mm -hmm. I have an identity. You know exactly who I am. You might not like it, <laughs> but you know exactly who I am. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to take this coiler. You're going to take this coiler, right? For sure. <laughs> I'm not the typical. What are you most in real life? What are you most proud about uh, about yourself? I'm I'm proud of my growth and who I am today, you know, versus who I was when I first walked in the industry. Um the way I handle my situations differently, how I handle my conversations differently, how I carry myself. What's the biggest difference? Um my reactions. Mm -hmm. Now I'm just like you know, being very aware of the wrongs and doing what I need to do. Like I'm, I'm big on, I feel like these times in my career and my life is self-awareness time. This is the time where like I'm 26, I really just get in tune with myself, you know, and I feel that. And there's nobody that can take me out my, my shit. Like I remember before a couple of years ago, you might be able to get me out my, but now I'm like, I know exactly how to handle the situation. Instead of me, you know, when I get my glam, I need an empty room. Before, I need, it was a party, and I loved that. But I realized not everybody's a party. You're working, you feel me? Set up a movie, open a book, let Nico do your glam, let you get your hair done, figure out what you need to do, and use that time to, you know, think. You know, get off Instagram. Don't sit there on your phone on glam neither. I realize I'm like, I'm spending too much social. So while I'm in glam, I'm like trying my best to just do something different. And that's what I love about myself more. I'm very self-aware. Mm -hmm. And that's like the biggest thing. You can't buy that. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know that they are like a bad person. <laughs> you feel like you were a bad person at one point? No, I don't think I was a bad person, but you know, I think I made, you know, bad decisions, um, you know, and it's human. But a lot of people don't be aware. Mm -hmm. It's okay to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. If you make mistakes, it's fine. But like, if as long as you're aware of it, I swear you'll be able to like get through anything. Get through for anything. Sure. Right. Yeah, for sure. What do you pray for? Last thing, last question. What do you pray for in real life? I pray for peace, love, and happiness. And I pay, pray for patience. And I always say, God, just cover my mind. Like, just cover my mind. You feel me? Do me a favor and cover my mind before I walk in the interview, before I do a show. Because I'm always thinking. In real life, when are you your happiest? I'm my happiest when I'm not working. <laughs> Your whole team just fainted. Ooh, I'm not gonna lie. I am the happiest when I'm not working because it's, it's worry free. Like, if I'm going out and I'm just living my life and again, work is done, that's my happiest moments. I don't have to, I'm not on my phone. I'm not thinking about no social media. I'm not worried about nothing. I am literally living in that moment. And that's the hardest thing to do is to learn how to just live in the moment. If you can master by living in the moment without thinking about this or that or that or that, I'm telling you, you will be the biggest. And that's something that I'm mastering right now is just appreciating every moment and starting to live in every moment. You'll wake up and you could be here and you're like, yo, still thinking, but you could be like, yo, why didn't I have smoke before I come to my interviews and I don't have roll up? And now I'm thinking like, oh, no. How about it's okay to be sober, live in the moment. You're here. You're with Angie Martinez. <laughs> like, who cares about we? Put the fucking blunt down. Enjoy the moment. And you feel me? We shit. We, as soon as I walk in, guess great energy, great vibes. Everybody's welcoming. We take a shot together. You're like, yo, I want to talk. Like, and that's right there is was like, okay, if I just relax and enjoy the moment, 
I'll be able to be way more free minded. Yes, that's a big key. It's big, but it is. They say the key to happiness. Key. How happy are you now on the ones to ten? Ten. Ten. She turns up. I got a Casamigos in there, so that helps. Let's do, another, let's do another shot so we get her at eleven before ah. she leaves. Thank you so much, baby. That Thank was beautiful. You. Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.